Good morning, everybody. Good to be together, man, isn't it? Weather's been awesome. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, last week, uh, Gary preached on prayer. I'm thankful for the uh, men that we have here that can can take some topics every once in a while so I can go cook some soup in a kettle. We did that all day last Saturday. Enjoyed it immensely. So thank you, Gary, for the break. We've been talking about making decisions, making choices. All these doors up here, we, we were talking about this uh, the first week, that there's lots of choices and decisions we're making throughout a lifetime. And they're like these doors. We come to these doors in our life. We're not even sure if we should go to them. Sometimes, you know, they just open so easily. And sometimes they're a little stubborn. They, as if they're locked. Maybe I'm not supposed to go. Sometimes we have to make effort to find out and to open that door. But we, we run into this all the time in our lives. All these different moments. Thousands of choices you make. Sometimes every day. Some you think don't matter. Ah, you know, what I decided to wear today isn't that big a deal. Well, maybe to you. But maybe your wife or maybe a friend. What do what you wear that for? That, that can happen. Okay, or what am I going to eat? As trivial as that might be, there's still choices that you and I face all the time. And some are a little bigger when you stop and think about it. What kind of friends we're going to have, what kind of relationships we're going to have, uh, who we're going to marry, where we're going to go for education, where we're going to live. There's a lot of those kinds of choices that I'm finding. Here I am at 65 and I'm, I'm still facing. I got to see on my social security website every year how much money I made. What depressed me the most was all my working life on one sheet of paper. That was just, wow, my lifetime, most of my lifetime working and what I earned. And so there's choices like that, financial choices. Should I buy this? Should I not buy this? How do I save? I haven't drawn, I'm not drawing yet. But I know in 66 and a half months, December the 15th, 2023, shishing, I can start taking some of your money that you've been paying in. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, but I don't know, is that the right time? And I, you know, I'm, and I'm bouncing this stuff off of people. Sometimes it's good just to bounce some stuff off of people when you're trying to decide and make up your mind about some things. Look at the Bible says here in Ephesians 5. It says, so don't be foolish with your lives. Does anybody here wake up in the morning and go, I can't wait to make a dumb choice? <laughs> no! We don't want to be foolish. I don't want to hear somebody say, well, that was dumb. What are you doing? What are you thinking? I don't think I was. That's why I decided. No, we want to make great choices. And look what the Bible says here. But learn. In other words, this is something I acquire. This is a skill and an experience and a habit I acquire. Learn what the Lord wants you to do. So when it comes to choosing, what should I do? Which door should I pick? Uh, God is the one that can really ultimately help me. He's the ultimate source of great choices. Look at this passage here in Psalms 32. David says this about his God. We've seen this passage before. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. See, God knows what you should do and what I should do. He knows what to do. He's, he's great at these kind of decisions. He always gives us the best pathway. And notice that God promises to help you and I. David learned this as a king, as a ruler. He made lots of decisions. You don't have to be a king to make lots of choices and decisions. Just being alive is enough. And he says there, hey, God's promises. Here's what he says to me. 
I will guide you and it's always going to be the best thing for you. I will provide guidance. I'll even protect you and I'll even advise you. I will. Next week we're going to look at that you and I as a believer have a personal advisor, the Holy Spirit. And so this idea that God's promises to guide me, so he gives me his word. We talked about that the second week in this series, that the word of God is this way of learning what God wants. Just read the Bible. And the other was prayer. Gary did a good job of explaining, you know, we got to bring our choices to God in prayer. He'll help us sort them out. There's lots of examples of that happening. But there's also a third way that God supplies to help you and I make decisions and choices that just make sense. And it's through the counsel of others. God gives us that gift of other people in our lives. And the Bible is filled with gobs of examples of, of people helping people. You know, this idea about, you know, how much are people to be involved in other people's lives? The Bible is filled with God using people to help other people figure out what to do. It's all over the place. Moses, here's a guy who leads, leads the people of Israel out of bondage, out of slavery. That, by the way, they were a generation that had forgotten God. Is there ever a time? Is there ever been a time like now? We have a generation of people that have no clue what God is and they're lost and they're in bondage and they need someone to speak up. Moses spoke up to Israel, to the people of Israel, who'd never heard, they got away from God completely. And, and by the end of Deuteronomy, he says to these, to these people, choose today who you're going to serve. He basically says, you've got life, you've got blessings and cursings. Oh, choose the blessings in life. Through Moses, he encourages the people, God using a person. There's another person, Joshua. You know, the, the, again, the people of Israel are confused. They're not sure what to do. And he says, well, look, you can either go back to Egypt and serve those people. If you want to serve that God over there, or you can serve the God we have. As for me, he says, choose today. As for me and my house, oh, I'm choosing God, the one that got us out of that mess. I'm not going back there. And so you see this over and over again. Elijah. Elijah, he comes along, he's a prophet. Not only do we have patriarchs and leaders, we have a prophet come along and he shows up to the people of Israel and he's, they're, they're confused about what they should do, who should they serve, and he says, how long will you straddle the fence? How long will you waver between two opinions? Either serve God or serve, don't serve Him. And, they, and it says the people were silent. They didn't know what to do with Him. They were quiet. Why? Because they were they were facing these doors and they didn't know where to I don't know which one to choose. Maybe he's going to teach us. And we see a lot we see Elijah, uh, Elijah here help the people understand what they should choose. And by the end of it, they're saying, The Lord is our God. They choose God. You have friendships in the Bible, David and Jonathan, both helping each other as they face certain pivotal moments in their life, what to do. Friend, God uses friendships, good friendships. He uses family to do this. He, he uses parents to do it. He uses children. One time a, a girl tells Naaman, who was a leper, well, what do you, why are you having a problem with which river you're to dip yourself in to be cleansed of leprosy? God isn't asking you to do something difficult. It's pretty easy. Why don't you just do it? And what's he do? Okay, and what happens? He's healed. He took the advice of a little girl. 
God finds people, there's all kinds of people in your life and my life that are always active that God's going to use to help us reach a great decision. In fact, look at this in Proverbs. This book of Proverbs was written to a fellow by the name of Rehoboam, who was the son of Solomon. Primarily it was written to him, written to Solomon's sons, but Rehoboam is reading these verses. By the way, he was known for not taking good advice. Just want you to know. But look what it says here in Proverbs 11. Without good direction, people lose their way. The more wise counsel you follow, the better your chances. That's a promise in the Bible. You know, if you, without good direction, what happens? I get messed up and I get sideways. But man, when I get myself around people, wise counsel, there's people there. My chances are better that I'm going to be successful. I'm going to have a blessed life. Look at this in Proverbs 15 too. Plans fail without good advice. You ever said this? I wish I'd have listened. I wish I'd have listened to so-and-so. Denise, one time we were going to Disney World and she had read the book. If you know what I'm talking about, it's the Disney World book on where to stand and where to sit before the parades, all the neat lines and where to get, how to get ahead and all this stuff. And she's read the book. She's memorized passages out of the book. And we're at MGM one time. The boys are real tiny. She goes, okay, sit right here. We're right in the middle of this plaza. And I'm going, what? Sit right here. We sit down. Denise, this will make you sit. The book. The book says sit here. So sit. So we sit. And 10 minutes, people are walking by going, is there a protest going on? What's this, What's this family doing? Next thing you know, here come these people in and they're setting up these poles in the ground and they got these these ribbons of you know, rope to rope off the, for the parade route. And guess where we're sitting? Right in front of the, right in the front row. Everybody else on the outside row going, hey, can you move? No, no. And he just goes, the book. The book says sit right here. You didn't read the book. Sorry, go away. <laughs> she wasn't quite that bad, but that's what we, we said. No, no, no. We said here, we were here. You try to move on. Can't you move a little? Nope. Nope, can't do it. Book says so. What's the point I'm trying to make? I'm trying to make is that uh, I can just see some parent going, why didn't you read the book? We should have read the book. Where do you get the book? You know, sometimes we just don't listen to advice. And we wish we had. Well, the Bible says here, plans fail without good advice. But they succeed with the advice of many others. There's those people again. See, I want people... You want people... If you want to make good choices in life, and you want to know what to do, and which door to take... Read your Bible, call out to God, but involve other people in your life, especially wise people. Look at the Bible says here in Proverbs 19. It says, get all the advice you can and be wise the rest of your life. The Bible recommends getting good advice. The Bible says it'll bless your life. There's a lot of things that I've avoided because I listened to someone. You can probably think of moments in your life, I'm glad I listened to that because I just avoided a major headache. There's something about that. You want as much as you can, and God makes it available to each of us. Now, I want to say this before we get started about how to tell when advice is good. Let's look at some things I just want to point out about advice. Because I know seeking advice is something that you older members that have been around a while, we've talked about before. Am I right? Well, let me, let me give you just something I'm noticing. This is my opinion, by the way. Seeking advice is not about getting permission. 
That's the first thing. It's really not. If you want to get permission, then ask for permission. Don't ask for advice. Is it okay with you? I'm, I'm seeking some advice. Is it okay with you if I do this? Well, that, that's not seeking advice. That's seeking permission. That's, and that's, a, that's, that's seated in insecurity and people pleasing. And you can get yourself in trouble when you're just after the approval of someone else. Make sense? Here's the second one. Seeking advice is not about getting affirmation. Now, this is a little tricky because sometimes I will go to someone and say, I'm thinking about doing this and I want to make sure. What do you think? And they'll say, yeah, that sounds like good. Oh, good. I'm not really talking about that. What, although it can involve, seeking advice can involve that. I'm talking about, I'm coming to someone with my mind already made up. And I'm trying to find somebody who will agree with me. Because you can always find somebody who will say, well, I don't see the problem. I mean, if you have to keep to the bottom of the barrel, you will find somebody that will agree with your crazy idea. So this can be a little tricky. I heard someone said this, the trouble with good advice is it usually interferes with my plans. And sometimes we seek advice with our minds already made up. We're just looking for somebody to say, yeah, it's okay to do it. Rather than looking for what? The ultimate reason for seeking advice. (laughs) Seeking advice here is about getting direction. It's really about that. It's about getting direction, especially God's direction for my life. It's helping me decide. So what makes advice good advice? That's a good question. What makes advice good advice? Well, there's three ways I'd like to bring to you that I think will help us know, help you and I know when advice is good advice. First, advice is as good as the one who gives it. Right? That makes sense, right? You type in, Google it. Type in advisors. There's like 238 million websites on advisors, financial advisors. And how many financial advisors have you, you can recall who used to be in business but no longer in business? Because they ran out of business. Because they weren't very good advisors. So you, you know, there's lots of, there's lots of people that will, are willing to give advice. Everybody's got a view and opinion. But advice is only as good as the one who gives it. So whenever I'm seeking advice, when I'm trying to figure out one of these doors to go through and I want to use the counsel of others, I need to consider the source. Right? I need to consider the source. Look at the Bible says here in Psalms 1.1. I never realized this. This is the very first verse of 150 chapters, the longest book in the Bible. And look what it says. Great blessings belong to those who don't listen to evil advice. You mean there's bad advice? That's what evil means, bad yeah, there's bad advice. It comes from, it comes from bad people. There's, there's some advice that you and I, we've got to be really blessed. We've got to ignore. And so much advice is given. It's the latest trend. It's the latest trend or the latest opinion, the popular view. But it can be evil. On the other hand, look at what Solomon says. This is what, this is what David's son says. Be friends with those who are wise and you'll become wise. Choose friends to be, choose fools to be your friends and you'll have trouble. Well, that's, I know that verse. I'm sure some of you understand that verse as well too. Yeah, I, I, you're right. So the friends I choose, the people I choose to listen to, the people I choose to influence me 
really does matter. So when I'm seeking advice, if I want it to be good, I have to consider a few things from the advisor. First of all, what are their core values? What are their core values? What do they really value? Just look at their life. The Bible, oh, Jesus said you'll know a tree by its fruit. Just look at, look at what they spend their time on, their money on, what they spend their energy on. You learn a lot about a person. What's the real thing, the thing they really value? Maybe it's their character. That's another thing to look at. I look at the character of somebody that's talking to me. We have to be very careful who we listen to. Some people have bad character. Are they honest? Can you trust them? Do you respect them? Do they know what they're talking about? There's a lot of people that do not know what they're talking about. How do I know that? Because there's times when I don't know what I'm talking about. Do they admit it? There's a humility. Is there humility in their character? That's a big deal. Are they truly objective? They're not really after their own personal agenda. But they're after what God wants. What kind of example are they setting? Do they take the advice they're giving? You know, a lot of people love to give advice. Many times they're giving advice they don't even take themselves. But when you see somebody who says, yeah, this is what I would do, and you know it because they do that, uh, it's... It's good. It could be very good. What do they, what kind of experiences have they had? What kind of things? That's another thing I look at is the experience of the person. Not necessarily if they put the time in as much as what, what kind of experiences they went through. I believe that uh, it really does help if somebody has went through a similar experience. We say that, don't we? Well, you haven't went, we'll say it this way. You haven't went through what I went through. I understand that, okay? I'm not saying this is the only thing that matters. But it does help when someone has went through something you've went through. Because you know they understand. And maybe you have to look at their fruit. Well, okay. I want to learn about finances. Well, how are their finances? I want to learn about how to raise children. Well, let me look at their family. Uh, I want to learn how uh, learn a little bit more about how to handle you know, uh, uh, setbacks or discouragement. Well, how have they handled those things? Now, why would I look at all this? Because it's all these things, folks. Listen, it's all these things that shape what people suggest to other people. It's what shapes, it's what shapes and influences their insight. Now, do they have to be perfect? Of course not. But you want them to be prudent. You want them to be wise. Why is that? Because good counsel is rooted in wisdom. And wise people give good advice. Look at this passage here in Proverbs 18. Words of wisdom are a stream that flows from a deep fountain. So wisdom is like uh, 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 getting water out of a deep well. I grew up on a farm. We had several wells. Now the pigs could drink out of mud puddles. If there was rain or mud holes, which had other types of liquid. Or they could drink fresh, clean water out of the well. And my dad would, I remember my dad would take that bucket, watch this boys, and he'd flick that bucket and flick it just right and pull up the water. 
and here we go. And that water was always so good, so clean, so sweet. Oh, I love that. Well, the pigs loved it too. There's something about a deep well. Because it's depth, there's something that makes the quality of what's drawn out just so good to someone who's thirsty. And when I'm thirsty for help, I'm thirsty for clarity. I'm thirsty for to know to know what to do and satisfy the question in my mind. It's you find it from someone who is wise that's deep. Wise people see have such good insight because they've they they're deeper because of their depth, their spiritual depth, their their mental depth, their emotional depth. Their faith is deeper. And because of that faith, they and they and their experience, they've been through all kinds of things, and because of that, they're deeper than most folks. And so what they have to say, oh, should be valued. They can help you and I. They have experiences. They've taken their faith, they've taken their 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 faith through this experience with God. Vernon used to Vernon Matthews used to say this to me. He was 20 years older than me. We'd be driving along and I'd be rattling, you know, going through Montana. He'd go, Tim, 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 calm down. You worry too much. Well, how can you say that? Because I have 20 years on you. You worry way too much. You'd calm down. And he would bring a bunch of logic, good logic from age. He was a sage. He had, he called me, he called me a spiritual guru. I think sometimes it's the other way around. But then he started reading his Bible and he would give all this experience. Then he'd bring his faith into the conversation. And all of a sudden I'm like, uh-oh, he's loaded. He knows what he's talking about because now he's getting the word involved. And that's how, that's how wise people are. They're deep enough. They're deep in scripture. They have a deeper grasp. They have a deeper worldview and a deeper grasp of insight and how life works. You know, when I'm working on a car, and if you've ever worked on a car, uh, and you've never, you've never done something, you never changed the brakes before, if you never changed the, I did a camshaft, never done it before. I called some mechanics. I talked to them, hey, is this difficult? And I'd hear, are you sure you want to do this? Because once you start, man, you've got to go all the way with it. I said, okay. But I go to a, I go to a good mechanic. I don't go to a guy who's got six or eight cars in his driveway that can't run. I go to somebody, I'll tell you what, I drove, I drove a mechanic's truck this summer while I was working on my camshaft. That truck, it was rusted out from under, but I'll tell you what, it ran really good. He knew how to fix his, his cars. That's, ladies, if you ever, you're looking for a mate, consider a mechanic. You'll never, you'll always have a running car. No, I just think it's amazing. So I go to them because, but why? Because they've went through it many, many times when I'm going through it for the first time. They have all this experience. And so it is with wise people. I'll go, to, I'll talk some, to some, I'll say, I'll talk to Bob. I'll say, Bob, you know, I'm feeling this and this. Well, Tim, I've went through that several times in my lifetime. And here's what I would do. And he would say stuff like, you worry too much. Or, is that my problem? Yeah. 
something about these people that can help us. When we're looking for the will of God, we need to find that spiritual mechanic. Look at the book of Proverbs says here, it is foolish to follow your own opinions. Be safe and follow the teachings of wiser people. This is why you need to be connected in your church. This is why you need a network of wise people in your life. And a church is a great place. Some of you here understand what I'm talking about. You're connected. And you've benefited so much from that. There's some here also. You've taken your church for granted. You're not as connected as you once were. You're going to suffer. You're going to pay for this. Oh, what a great experience it is to pull some people around you that here's what I love about a church that can help us. They know God. I'm able to get around people who know God and they know me. And because of that combination, I can get some of the best insight, some of the best advice. That's why a small group is so good. It gives us being involved in a church, being involved in a small group, having Christian relationships gives us access to this well that's deep. That's the first thing. If you want to know if advice is good, it's only as good as the one who gives it. The second one, advice is as good as it's linked to God's word. The Thessalonica church was a very open-minded church. The book of Acts tells us this. Very open, very teachable, very, very, they listened. You might even say they're on the, the, the threshold of gullible. They're just so open. They want to know what God wants. And they're listening. And look what Paul says to the church here in Thessalonica. Test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Test everything it said to you. Why? Because you're just so open and teachable. And, you know, you, not everything it said to you is good. Not everything it said to you is right. Not everything it said to you is, is going to get you to the will of God. So really to test everything that is being said to you. And from that, hold on to what is good. Advice is much the same way. Everybody has an opinion. Church today, we are flooded, inundated with all kinds of ideas and views and opinions and tips and hacks, life hacks, everything you can imagine is being poured, is being shot at. We're just getting flooded with it constantly. And a lot of it, quite frankly, is filled with subjectivity and empty of scripture. Think about that. Think about it for a minute. A lot of stuff we're hearing, even in Christian circles, is just so full of this subjectiveness, but not It's all about what matters as far as what the culture thinks, what the world wants, and not really about what God wants. What do the scriptures say? I hear people quote, thus saith me, not thus saith the Lord. I mean, you might as well say it that way. How do I know if something is said to me is good? Well, I test it and I compare it to the counsel of God. First John 4, my dear friends, many false prophets are in this world now. Is that still true? So don't believe every spirit, 
But test the spirits to see if they're from God. He says, don't believe everything you say, you hear. You need to test it and see if it's really from God. How do I do that? Well, I'll tell you one way. You don't. You look to the world. You ever been in one of these conversations? Maybe some guys you're talking, or, or maybe it's in our family, we'll be sitting around, and somebody will say something. You always have somebody in the family that says something crazy and outlandish. They come up with some statistic out of the air. Well, did you know we have this happening? Did you know this is true? And in our family, somebody will hear that, and they'll go like this. I go, what are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? And they're looking for their phone, and they go, they say these words. Hey, Google, who has the best batting average in the major leagues? Just checking on you. I know some of you probably checking on me as I'm preaching. I don't care. Go right ahead. That's fine. You should. Hey, Google. What we really want to say is, hey, Google, this idiot over here has said something and I don't believe him. Prove him wrong. Or, hey, Google, I don't believe them. And listen, I think we need to be, we need to really check out what what we're hearing. You need to check out what I'm teaching. You just really do. You need to really test, and and, and really test what's being said to you. And by the way, you say, I do, I check you out really good. Uh, By the way, there's a few other people you might want to try that same application to. (laughs) People at work, some friends, some crazy family members that just, they spout stuff out. You need to, t- how do I know if what I'm being told is true? How do I know what I'm being told is good? I've got to, I've got to, t- all I've got to do is just put it up against the Word of God. Godly advice, listen, good advice agrees with the Bible. Look at this passage here. The people of Berea were more open minded than those in Thessalonica. Now we just found out Thessalonica is crazy open to. And Paul said, you need to watch what you test everything that's being said to you. The Bereans are even more than Thessalonica. They were so glad to hear the message Paul told them. They studied the scriptures every day to make sure that what they heard was really true. You know, if I really want it, if I really want to know what God wants me to do, and I'm asking somebody trying to figure it out, I just, all I need to do is ask myself, does this counsel I've just heard, Does it harmonize with a passage or a principle in the Word of God? You see, like I said, like good preaching, good advice agrees with the Word of God. So, let's recap here. Advice is as good as the one who gives it. Advice is as good as it's linked to God's word. And here's the third way. Advice is as good as the heart that hears it. Now you say, wait a second. If somebody I know is going, wait a minute, Tim. If it's from God, it's good whether it's heard or not, whether it's accepted or not. You're absolutely right. What are you trying to say here? I just noticed something. What I notice is I can ruin good advice. I can ruin good advice. Remember the parable of the sower? 
Jesus is talking to him in the parable of the sower. He says, a farmer went out and, and he sowed. Catch it in verse 24 in Matthew 13. He sowed good seed. It says good seed. And it landed on all of the different kinds of soil. Isn't God, isn't God awesome? He wants everybody to experience his will. He doesn't say, oh, this is only going to go. I'm only, I don't know about you, are, but when I'm, when I'm planting a garden, I don't plant it on the sidewalk. I'm not going to waste it. I'm going to put it only where the good stuff is, right? God says, oh, Tim, I'm not wasting communicating my will to people that are stubborn and hard-headed. Aren't you discouraged by it, Lord? I get discouraged by it. it. But it doesn't drive me, Tim, and it shouldn't drive you either. You go keep sowing. It, it goes on all of them. And notice it says that one, one soil is so hard it, can, it, it can't take root. Another soil has got rocks in it just below the surface. It can't get very deep. And then you've got this weedy soil and it's or thorns and stuff and it chokes it out. See, it's good seed. But are the results good? No. Why not? Well, it's not the seed's fault. Like poor soil. It's a poor condition of the heart. See, the, the, my, my condition, when, I have a, when my heart's in poor condition, it renders the good of the seed. It re- listen, it ruins, it ruins the good in, in the advice I hear. You see this, and I see this all the time. Probably you've done it. I've done it. I've listened to some good, solid advice. But there's something in my heart keeping me from taking it, keeping me from applying it. I'm ignoring it. I'm, I'm, put, I'm, I'm just turning away from it. I won't have it. Why not? My heart is hard and needs broken. Because I'll tell you what, there's been times I've had that advice given to me. My heart is heart is hard, and I won't listen. But when it gets all busted up and stuff, all of a sudden I am open for ideas. After I've been through the ringer, and if it's rocky soil, you know I, I, I listen to it. I appear to be listening to it. You ever known anybody like this? They go, "Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure." Then they go and do what they want. They have the appearance. You ever done that yourself? I've done it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I go do what I want. What's going on? I got something that's below the surface. It's hard, just as hard as the hard soil. And it's got to get out of there. And unfortunately, it takes God to bust me up sometimes. Before I'll go, okay, I'm ready to listen now. There are all, there are all kinds of things that can get in your heart, my heart, that prevent advice from being good. It ruins its goodness. Fear can do that. I'm afraid, man, if I, if I take that advice, why, it could make it worse. You know, soil, when it's busted up and plowed under, you know, it looks like a mess. But then the seed begins to grow and a field that looks like a mess is beautiful. 
with flowers or with blooms. It's beautiful, but it has to go through some. Sometimes listening and taking God's word and his advice can make life a little difficult, but all oh, the payoff is so much better. But fear can do that. Greed. A little greed in my heart. A lust. A greed. I won't want to do what I want. Can, can steal. Can ruin good advice. Guys, listen. Shirts, listen. We translate what we hear through these filters in our heart. We translate how we hear advice. And it can ruin it. Selfishness can do that. Pain. Listen. Pain and bitterness. How many times have you been so hurt and so bothered, you just can't, you're not ready to hear it. I can't hear that. It's like I'm deaf or something because of pain. I've been hurt. Been there. Been there many times. Somebody try, trying to help me. When a doctor says, relax. No! You've got a needle this long. And someone says, would you relax and just let, I don't, you hurt me. I've been hurt by somebody. I've been disappointed. I'm not going to listen to this. And it's the best advice you can get. All these things can be in my heart. But the worst by far. The worst thing that can get a person's heart. That can ruin advice. Is pride. Is pride. My pride resists. It fights. Look at this passage. Pride leads to conflict. Those who take advice are wise. See, pride ruins good counsel. I don't listen. I fight. There's a conflict. We argue. We have a fallout. Pride comes with its mind already made up, so it resists. It refuses. It makes excuses. And it comes up with some doozies. And the thing is, my pride, your pride, our pride, church, listen, our pride prevents, it ruins any opportunity for God's will to be discovered. On the other hand, humility, oh my, it's so rewarding. When I'm open and honest, a lot of times when we're seeking advice, we're not very open. Or when we're, when, we're, when we're seeking advice, we tend to hide out some details, which skews the advice we get. Oh, but if I could just be open and honest, the things that can happen. I was talking to a friend last week, and we're just driving along, and, and I, I said, can I ask you a question? What do you think is this? Why is this happening? I've been told this, and I've been told that. And he just, well, Tim, it's probably a little bold, but I see this and this and this and this. And I'm going, oh, okay. I'm just making conversation. Just making conversation. Then we're, as we drive along, he goes, hey, I got a question for you. What's that? And it's a very personal issue. I'm going, wait a minute. I wasn't expecting this. What would you do, Tim? Da, 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 da. I'm right now, Tim. I'm going to say to him, the time is almost up. Bing. Tim, what would you do? Well, and I begin to give him a list. I'd do this, I'd do this, I'd do this, and definitely do this. And uh, we come back. He's gone. I call him up. He won't answer his phone. Oh, I must have got him angry. 
He didn't like the advice. That's okay. No, that's not what happened. He was on the phone talking to this person that I recommended he talk to. The thing, the thing I, church, I just want you to know is, is that it's so good and healthy. It was, it was such a good and healthy conversation with this man because it was, had humility in it. And he didn't hide little details to mess, to mess my advice. He said, this is what's going on. I'd ask a question. Yes, here's the answer. And just laid it out there. Uh, Alan used to say to me this, and I still practice it to this day. I really appreciate this. You need to turn all turn the cards over. We've had to do that in our lives many times. I need to turn a card over. He goes, Whoop. okay. Oh, ouch. I got a card. Oh, what is it? Oh, ouch. But the humility and the honesty is so good. I can't I can't even begin to tell you. It's so rich. If we could just take our fears, set them aside, take our worries, set them aside, take our greed and our, our selfishness, set it aside. Set that pride aside. I'll tell you, you set pride aside, all those others can't survive. And then there's all this humility that says, Look, I just need some help here. See, pride doesn't ask for directions. I got it. No, no, you don't. There's times my wife has to say, stop and ask for directions. I got it. And we're driving for another 30 minutes. You know, the tank is about empty. It's just good to admit I don't know everything. By the way, turn to someone and just admit I don't know it. Say I don't know everything. Go ahead. Wait a minute. Did someone say, Tim doesn't know everything? I didn't ask you to say that. It is a little bit, it's a little, it's a little, hey, hey. Got a little hop out of that, didn't you? Ooh, ooh. To say to somebody, look them in the eye and say, I don't know everything. Ooh. That's how exciting honesty is. That's how exciting it is if you can get that out and admit that up front. And, and when we're giving advice, sometimes they say, I don't know everything. I don't know everything. This is all I know. This is kind of like Joshua. I don't know what you're going to do, but this, this is what I know. I'm going to serve the Lord. Simple. And so rewarding. Look at the Bible says here in Psalms 25. David would say these words about God. He leads the humble in the right way and teaches them his will. Which door? Should I go through this one, Lord? Is it this one here? What should I say? This has been said to me. What should I say? This has been done to me, Lord. Which, which response do you want me to have? I'll go to your word. Is this to figure I can figure this out? I, I, I'm calling on you because you promise to lead the humble. I don't know what to do. It's a good thing to say sometimes ourselves. I don't know what to do. I think I know what to do, but I really don't. And what happens? He leads me, he guides me, and teaches me his will. See, it's good and smart. Listen to me as we close here. It is good and it's smart to bounce stuff off of each other. Best thing you could do is bounce it off of someone. Not someone that's going to agree with you, mind you. 
Bounce off somebody who thinks is going to look you in the eye and be frank with you and say, well, this is what I see. Who knows the Lord and knows you. So you find, listen, you find great clarity in humble conversations like that. So let me ask you this morning. What's the best advice you've ever got? What's the best advice? Think about it. What's the best advice you ever, you've ever received? Let me read some here from Irma Bombeck. She's, she gave this advice. She's a comedian. I think it's just wonderful. It says, never have more children than you have car windows. Good advice. I'm not going to mention anybody, but anyway, that's, think about that. She laughed. Okay, ne- never loan your car to someone to whom you've given birth. Wise, wise stuff. Seize the moment. Remember all those women on the Titanic who waved off their dessert. Know the difference between success and fame. Success is Mother Teresa. Fame is Madonna. Quiet in here, Alan, on that one. Never be in a hurry to terminate a marriage. Remember, you may need this man or woman someday to finish a sentence. I can't, I can't read the other ones. <laughs> but I just think it's, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people have, have got some advice they want to give you. They may want to tell you. They may want, may want to uh, encourage you to have. And they'll help you figure out what to do. Let me encourage you this morning. Just ask yourself, what is a choice? What is a decision? What's a door I'm facing right now? What am I using to determine what I should do? Am I using my Bible? If you are, wonderful. Best thing you could do. Are you using prayer? If you call out for wisdom, God gives you wisdom. I want to know what to do. He's going to help you figure out what to do. And will I use other Christians? People who love the Lord and love me and and just open up and talk about it. We've got to be a church. Listen, we've got to be a church that's about exchanging ideas and not gotcha moments. You know what I'm saying? That, our culture has shown us how dangerous that is. And, and when we talk to one another, we disagree with one another. Maybe sometimes we just need to be humble and persuade. Because you still have something and I still have something and no one else can control. Even God refuses to control. And that's your choice. Your decision. Who are you using? Who are the network of people? Godly, wise people that are helping you. You know, Jesus is called in Isaiah 9. He's called Prince of Peace, Mighty God. And it says these words, Wonderful Counselor. The best counselor you can have in your life is Jesus Christ. If you're not a Christian... You know, I, I want to. Oh, I want to urge you. I want to plead with you. Get a relationship with Jesus Christ. He makes great decisions, and he'll help you make better ones. But if there's someone maybe you need, I want to ask you take advantage.
of the wisdom in this well. If there's someone here, you could talk to them. You say, I, I, I don't even know what the Bible teaches about something. Ask somebody. And if they can't figure it out, they'll help you find someone who'll figure it out. It's a big step. It's a courageous step in your life when you do that. You say, I'm going to have the courage to ask for help. I'm not going to let pride win. I'm going to let humility have its way. For when you do, you'll find advisors that are good. You really will. You'll find, you'll find passages that bring you clarity. And you will find, listen, you will experience God's will from your humble heart. There's a card in your bulletin, and I hope you'll consider asking for some prayers today. Or maybe you're going to make a decision. Maybe you're somebody who says, you know what, I just really need to start looking at the Bible. Why not say, I want to study, with, I want to open my Bible up with somebody. I think there's something like that on there. I'd like someone to talk to me about this. Or maybe you just write it down. I, don't, I want somebody to talk to me. I need some help with, with something personal. And if you don't know, if you know someone here, maybe start with them. Say, hey, listen, I need to help with this particular issue in my life that's just really in front of me. I don't know what to do with. Why not ask them? They'll get you hooked up with someone. May God bless you all as we learn more and more how the will of God, what God wants, and we make some decisions that make sense. We're going, to get, we're going to sing a song while you fill out that card. Then I think we're going to sing another song. And, uh, and then we'll close our services out. And you can leave your, your cards in those baskets. And uh, I just want to mention, just for the sake of mentioning it, you know, well, how do you give at this church? Well, we just we have baskets. Everybody puts stuff in the baskets. But if you're a guest and you're somebody that's visiting with us, you're under no obligation to put anything in that basket. We hope you'll receive something today. Let's pray. Father, thank you very much for, for the counsel of others. Father, you use all kinds of people. There's, a lot of them are here in this. You have to use some here uh, in this room. Not only in the Bible, but in, in your kingdom. And Father, we pray that this morning we'll uh, be a people that will take advantage of the wise counsel and the, the wisdom that we have here at Greater Alton. Father, we hear everything. We hear all kinds of things. Sometimes it's confusing. Help us consider the source of the words we hear. Lead us to the passage and the principles in your word that help us, help us know what we hear is good. And oh God, humble our hearts, open our hearts to receive what you have reserved for us that, and to be able to experience that pathway, that pathway that you've reserved for life. Help us get all the wisdom we can and be wise the rest of our lives. We pray in Christ's name.